You are about to listen to the S. Anthony Says Podcast, starring S. Anthony Thomas. <laughs> you lucky bastards. All right, this is S. Anthony. Glad you came back. Ready for the next one? All right, here we go. Go! Theory, people. I have a theory. I don't even know if I should call it a theory because I'm usually right. Being right is kind of boring for me. I'm just so tired of it. I should make some mistakes so I can be like regular people. <laughs> Here's my theory. Losing and gaining weight is kind of like taking on and off a disguise. You know what I'm saying? Because if you, how many times have you done this? You've seen someone and you remember them being really skinny. And then you see them and they're 700 pounds and you don't recognize them. Hey, Bill, is that you? You haven't changed a bit. Uh-huh. Or they're really heavy. They're 900 pounds and you see them and then all of a sudden they're skinny. Hey, Bill, what's going on? What happened to you? Whoa. Because you'll walk right past them. And I know it's a fact because it happened to me. Because when you go from fat to skinny, you get the truth. When you go from skinny to fat, everybody that sees you is a huge freaking liar. When I got heavy, nobody said anything. I knew I was heavy. I knew I was heavy at the time. I knew it. I got it. I got it. I still got a few pounds to lose right now. Actually, more than a few. But I'm, you know, I'm not that bad, but I'm not where I want to be. But shut up. But I'm telling you, man, I remember when I was really, really big. And I remember people that saw me when they, after that time when I had gotten in shape and I got really big. And, hey, yes, um, how's it going? Yeah, um, I didn't recognize you. Really, why didn't you recognize me? You've known me for years. No particular reason. Um, you definitely haven't changed much. Uh, oh. Why are you looking around? No reason. I'm definitely not trying. Uh, definitely not trying to avert my eyes, so I don't vomit on you. I'm just, uh, you know. So how's it going? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just, uh, just doing my thing. In there. Is that your? Is that your uh, dump truck over there that you rode in? No, it's the it's, it's the car over there. You got in that? I mean, um, <laughs> that's what you get when you get heavy. People feel all the uncomfortable around you, like you like something bad happened. You, something bad's gonna happen like you gotta like somebody's behind you with an axe and they don't want to say anything that's how they treat you damn it and they act all nice and you know what they want to say and you know what they're thinking those bastards but the funny thing is when you get skinny when you get in shape and you used to be big it's a whole different story all of a sudden for some reason when the fat left your body the lies left their mind and the lies left their mouth because they then begin to tell you what they really thought about your big ass hey ass, whoa ass, how you doing man you lost a lot of weight i noticed it immediately oh man i was gonna cross the street when they said that you were coming because i was completely disgusted by what i remember you being but now that you're in shape i can treat you like a human being you're you know what let me tell you something now man 
Remember the time I saw you and you were fat as hell and I tried to act like I didn't notice anything was different? I did notice something was different. And, you know, when I was looking around trying not to look at you, I was trying to keep from throwing up in my mouth because, you know, I have a really bad prejudice against fat people like most people do. But mine is a little bit more, a little bit worse than most people because uh, when I looked at you before, even though I, I, I liked you, I was throwing up in my mouth a little bit every time my eyes went across you. And that's why I kept looking up because I, I really didn't want to start dry heaving right in front of you because the fact of you looking like that made me disgusted by you. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I kind of lost respect for you as a human being. Hoped that one of these cars would actually jump the curb and kill you. What? You know, I'm, I'm not, I mean, nothing against you personally, but I, per I mean, I'll be honest with you. I was considering uh, ending and denying our friendship when I saw that you had gotten big because I have a really bad prejudice against uh, fat people like most people do. And most people won't say it, but I feel comfortable saying it that you 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 were uh, you kind of disgusted me. And uh, our friends had all gotten together. And we had planned on um, we had planned on beating you down, uh, roughing you up a little bit and smacking you. And we actually had actually we actually made a life size dummy, a life size dummy that was that was, you know, you. And we practiced kicking and spitting on it because we, when we, we realized that the dummy couldn't move, but that if we started kicking and spitting on it, that you would try to get away. And we wanted to make sure that we inc increased the accuracy of the spitting. So we, we, we were actually aiming for your face because if we got you on the legs or the shoes, it really wouldn't have mattered. You might not even notice, but we wanted to make sure that we could get you in the face with the spit. And I had actually gotten pretty good at making sure the spit would have landed in your mouth because you would have said, hey, what are you guys doing? And when you said, hey, as soon as you said, hey, I, oh, I was getting right in there because I really kind of didn't like you were kind of a disgusting person and I didn't like you. OK, nobody said that, but that's what. <laughs> but it is true, man, when you're when you're heavy. And people run across you. They try to act like they don't notice anything's wrong. Now you're not. I'm not. You don't have to go say, "Whoa, you turned into a big fat bastard." I didn't. I wouldn't have wanted to hear that shit. You know, you don't have to just just act normal. In fact, if they would just act normal when they saw you, that would be okay. But they they act all uncomfortable. Like, uh -huh. so what's going on? Uh -huh. Like they're afraid they're going to get the uh, temporary Tourette's. When they're standing in front of you. Hey, how's it going? You fat bastard. Oh, sorry, man. I'm so sorry. Oh, God. You eat too much. Oh, God. Damn. Oh, I feel bad. Oh, 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 I'm so sorry. I'm so uh, Do some sit-ups, you fat bastard. Oh, God. No, this is wrong. I don't want to say these things, but the words are just coming out of my mouth. Have a salad, you piece of shit. Oh, God. I can't take it. Run some track, you bastard. Oh, God. Sew your mouth closed. <laughs> take some laxatives and shit all of that out. Oh, God. I can't take it. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I have temporary Tourette's. <laughs> Now, by the way, I'm not making fun of anyone with Tourette's. I'm just using that as an example of the fact that people tend to, you can tell they want to say something nasty to you. You can tell they're feeling bad things about you. You can tell they feel, they think less of you. I've been on the other end of that. I know what it looks like. And I'm talking about it from the perspective of someone who's been on the back end of that type of thing. You know. But it's kind of cool. The good part about it is when someone sees you when you were 9,016 pounds and all of a sudden you're looking good and all of a sudden like, hey, 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 all right. See, that feels great. But you better not gain the weight again because I've been in that situation too where they went from, how are you doing? Oh, God. Oh, Jesus Christ. To, hey, you look great. And then they see you again. Oh, God, he didn't learn his lesson from the first time. Jesus Christ, what the hell? Good Lord, I mean, you were, you were a fat piece of shit, and then you got into look good in good shape, and I had respect for you as a human being, and now you're fat again. Good Lord. 
Yeah, apparently them jokes he writes must have calories in them. Jesus Christ, look at this fat bastard. Jesus Christ, I mean, I mean, I seen this live show. He runs around on the stage. I mean, what is he? How the hell are you gonna run around on stage a couple of hours a night and you still turn into a fat tub of shit? I mean, what do you do? Run off the stage and drink lard? I mean, God, I mean, come on, man. What are you saying? Why are you standing in front of me saying it under your breath? I can hear you. I don't even you. You know he can't hear me say that he's a big, big fat piece of shit. What are you talking about? This is my internal dialogue. You can't possibly hear that. That's not internal dialogue. You're saying it out loud. Oh God! Is this somehow he's hearing my internal dialogue? It's not internal dialogue. You're saying it to my face. You fat, you piece of shit. Oh, did not mean to say that out loud. I meant to keep that to myself. <laughs> so anyway, you look great. <laughs> But come on, man. We've all been there, ladies. You, you, you you've had that done. That, that's happened to you too. And, and 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 guys, see, guys, we're used to just attacking each other immediately. So there's no waiting for it to happen. There's no, you know, especially I mean, if if they're friends of yours, your friends will go, "Hey, man, what's happened to you, motherfucker? Did you swallow my old friend or something? What the hell, man? I mean, I love you and everything. Man, it's good to see you. But damn, do some setups, man. What the fuck?" I actually had a friend of mine say that to me when I got heavy. Man, God, you was looking good last time I saw you, man. Damn. I would ask you where your girlfriend is, but I think you ate the bar at the broad. What the hell, man? I mean, I still love you. Give me give you that hug. God, I, would, I remember I used to give you the man hug and I can get my arms around you. Damn, man. Shit. <laughs> Guys, just, your friends will come right in with it. And I had a girlfriend and she got heavy and uh, her friends didn't say nothing, but you could see them looking at each other like, oh, she used to be uh, one of the hot ones, but uh, whoa! <laughs> you know, come on, man. People gain weight, people lose weight. They're the same person. There's more of them, but they're the same person. Stop talking about how much you hated me and how gross I look when I was fat, when I'm skinny and organs or or less fat. Damn it! Because once you say that crap, we now know what you're really feeling. If we get heavy again. Hey, it's good to see you. No, it's not good to see me, you bastard. Remember that time you said you wanted the car to jump up on the curb and run into me, you piece of shit? You bastard. And then I said, wait a second. You were skinnier the last time I saw you, weren't you? Oh, yeah, I gained a few pounds. Mm-hmm. And why aren't you looking at me? No reason. Are you throwing up in your mouth a little bit? No, not at all. <laughs> oh, God, you fat bastard. Oh, shit. It's, hey, wait a second. It's not as much fun on the other end of this. This is wrong. Don't you fat shame me, you bastard. I'm a fat shaming you. You fat shame me. We fat shamed each other. It doesn't matter anymore. You're gross. You're gross. Fuck both of Oh, God. I'll talk to you later. I'm going to throw up. I'm going to throw up, too. You're fat, too. Okay, none of that happened. But you know what I'm saying. <laughs> it really is true, man. If you run into an old friend and they gain some weight, just act normal. Don't act uncomfortable around them. They know they're fat now. Just like when I got heavy, I knew I was fat. You didn't have to tell me that. You didn't have to avert your eyes. You didn't have to try to, you know, act. You tried to act like I was some kind of dude that had some kind of physical infirmity, like like I need help or some shit. I just had too much weight on my body, you bastard. You didn't have to do that shit. Just shut up and treat me like the the guy I am, damn it. So if I ever get fat again, just treat me normal, you sick bastards. That's all I'm saying. I'm, I'm just saying. That's just, just just treat people normal. Okay, there's, oh, there's my friend coming right now. I've got, I'm going to have to end this segment. A friend of mine is coming. Oh, God, that guy got fat. Jesus Christ. Okay, I'm going to throw up in my mouth a little bit. 
Oh, God. Oh, as he gets bigger, he's getting bigger as he gets closer. Oh, God. Oh. Okay, that didn't happen. That's not happening. I'm actually in my house. <laughs> but don't fat shame people, damn it. As someone who has been fat and skinny and fat and not quite skinny yet, but getting in better shape, it sucks. Just shut up and treat people the normal way, you sick bastards. Treat them good. Now, me, on the other hand, now that I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get back in shape, when I get back in shape, I expect all of you to treat me incredible. You understand? Because I'm, I'm, I'm an incredible man, yeah. <sighs> Segment over. Okay, my friends, let me ask you a question. Don't we realize that the Internet is nothing but a big mall? It's a mall of ideas and a mall, and actually just a mall. It's for sales and it's for information. It's an infinitely big mall with infinitely big chunks of information, infinite restaurants, infinite everything. Everything you could possibly want is on the Internet, my friends. But I never understood the, uh, the concept of people that get into fights on the Internet. They not only necessarily just the trolling people, but people who aren't trolling, meaning trying to start fights for no particular reason. They're just trying to get under other people's skin, but people who have legitimate arguments, but then get become irrational about it or see something that they don't like and then spend all their time writing nasty comments or being mean or attacking people or following people around the Internet. I never understood that ridiculousness because it is in fact a stupid I mean think about it if you take it into a real world context you would see how dumb it actually is when you go to the internet and you're looking for something you look for something specific you go to google you type it in and bam there it is now Google's been around long enough where you tend to get pretty much exactly what you're looking for now. It's not like when Google first popped up years ago when you type in something and then you'd have to go through 97 gazillion pages of crap to find the stuff you want. It's gotten a lot better over the years. And for the most part, you type in something. It's right freaking there. Same thing with the other internet search engines, but let's keep it real. Google's better than the other ones, okay? I don't give a fuck what that stupid test you take. You took a test and Bing won. Yeah, that's right. That's really right. Bing, you won. Two out of three. That's really nice. Ah, uh, that's great. That wasn't pretty impressive. Well, gotta go search on Google. Come on, that's what you're gonna do. People are creatures of habit. You think there's no soda out there that tastes better than Coca-Cola? Of course there are. There's plenty of sodas that taste better than Coca-Cola to some people. Me being one of them. Unless at some point in the future, um, I start doing some kind of commercials for Coke or at some point I decide to start doing sponsors on the show and Coke becomes one of the sponsors, in which case Coke is the best soda of all time <laughs> or whatever soda, whatever product. I just want to say for the record, when I start, uh, when, I, when I start having sponsors on the show and stuff like that, I just want to say for the record that if I said anything at any point in time in any of the other podcasts that was disparaging of that sponsor, I was just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> whoring over back to the story but let's keep it real if you think about the internet as a mall you know if say you go to the mall and there's a lot of stores there and you go into the store that you want to go into you go into some shoe store and you're walking around and you're looking for shoes you're having a great time oh, i love these shoes and these shoes are great and what about these shoes these shoes go with that belt what about this hat how edit why are you selling hats this is a shoe store oh you like to sell all the accessories fantastic well this and that and these match and that match well while you're in there doing that do you really give a crap what's happening at the pants store two floors down nope 
You may not even know that the pants store two da- doors down exists. You have another place where you get your pants. So you're not walking around looking for pants stores just to be mean to the pants store, are you? You don't walk around the mall going, I buy pants someplace else. But I bet there's a pants store in this mall. And if there's a pants store in this mall, I'm going to find it and say bad stuff to the people walking in. Let me look at, me look at this uh, guy and see what's inside. There is a pants store in this mall. Wait a second. This is a pants store that's not a pants store that I go to. It's different than my pants store. I must go to that pants store and be rude and then they go down the escalator one more floor and then another floor and then another floor and there it is those bastards going into a pants store that I don't approve of because it's different than mine I'm gonna stand outside what are you doing I'm going in to buy some pants. Why are you buying pants, you stupid bastard? Don't you know those pants are for losers? Anybody that buys pants in this place is a freaking loser. Here, give me a tomato. Smack! What'd you throw a tomato at me for? Because you're going into a pants store that's not a pants store that I like, you dumb bastard. Give me that spray paint. I'm going to spray paint some stuff on this window. That's right. I don't even know how to spell the racist thing I just put up there, but it's close enough. As long as they know what it is, that's good enough. It'll offend them anyway. Yeah. And as soon as this place closes, I'm going to pee on the wall and I'm going to smash the windows and and, and, then, then, yeah, and I'm going to follow people out of the store that bought pants at this pants store that's different than my pants store. And I'm going to say nasty stuff to them till they get into their cars. Yeah, that's right. Sounds dumb, doesn't it? Right? I go to this restaurant here. Wait, there's a restaurant across the street that I didn't notice. Let me walk over there. Wait a second. They serve food that's different than the food that I like. I like a different type of food. I can't smell the food that comes in this restaurant. I can't really see this restaurant from where I am. I actually have to go out of my way to find this restaurant that is not even offending me in any way because I didn't know that it existed. But somehow I am really mad because this restaurant exists, because it's different than the restaurant that I eat. Let me walk around the back. Wait a second. Everything's neat and clean back here. For now, let me jump over these trash cans. Blam, that's right. Let me me smash some stuff. Now I have to go make a phone call and say, you know what? I went to the back of that restaurant and it's messy back there. I mean, the trash cans have been turned over four minutes ago. I mean, whenever it happened, because I wasn't there to do it. <laughs> I'm going to cause click. I'm going to cause more problems for the restaurant. I'm going to walk into the back and I'm going to put some bugs in the back. I'm going to put some roaches in there. I'm going to put some rats in the back and make people disgusted by the fact that the rats there, even though they're meticulously clean. And I'm the one causing the problem just because it's a different restaurant than the one I like. Well, those are stupid and childish examples, aren't they? Of course they are. They're, they're stupid and childish for a reason. I'm trying to make a point. And the point is when you go on the internet, you go on the internet looking for something that you want to see. Looking for stuff that you like. That's what the internet is for. It's a tool. I want to know this. Click, 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 click. Bing, there it is. I want to find this. Click, 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 click. Bing, there it is. If you get offended by things that are on the internet, which is basically a marketplace of ideas and products, it's everything in the world crammed into a little space, you're going to have a really bad life, my friend. You see, if you become closer to other people, uh, different ethnicities, different races, different groups, different religions, most of the time, most rational people, when you get to know people that are a little bit different than you, even though you may disagree with their religion, you may have a a slight problem with the fact that they're different than you are, at the very minimum, you'll go, well, that's a human being. It's not just a number. It's not just uh, one of these catchphrases that they say on television. It's none of that kind of crap. This is not the, in, you know, insert epithet here. This is Charlie. This is Susan. 
And now that I've actually sat there with Charlie and Susan, I can't, you know, when I hear those hateful things or when I hear those people, you know, intentionally misinforming me about those other people, I used to just let it kind of soak in. It kind of just eased into my brain and I didn't pay much attention to it. And very slowly, it took the rudder of the ship known as my opinion and just tilted it a little bit. And even if you tilt the rudder of a ship just a little bit, if it keeps going in that direction for an extended period of time, you're going to be way off course and you won't even realize you're way off course because you look at the rudder and it's only a little bit turned to the left just a little teeny bit how can that take me off course keep going off course a little bit for a long period of time you'll wind up in a country you didn't expect to be in but then after a while you start realizing you know i think i just want to make sure that my rudder is accurate click and you put it back where it's supposed to be and you realize that People that don't look like me are not less than I am. People that like people of the same sex are not less than I am. People that believe in a different religion than I do are not less than I am. People that don't believe in a religion at all are not less than I am. People that have different political affiliations than me who are rational and not nutcases are not less than I am. And even the people that are nutcases are not less than I am. They're just going off of information that falls in line with what they believe because they have not looked at the rudder and realized it's a little bit off and it's been a little bit off for a long period of time and that's why they're way off course you understand so when you go on the internet and sometimes you'll read a newspaper article uh, newspaper <laughs> those exist <laughs> okay <laughs> you read an article or a blog or something like that and you have a whole bunch of people you hear a little blinking sound in the background? I have lots of electronics here. Get used to it. Uh, <laughs> um, when you um, when you read those blogs and you see people go nuts and go crazy over certain things and, you know, uh, they just say things that just don't make any sense. And you know that they're either willfully ignorant or they just or literally just don't get it. And you can't understand why. Why are they so sure? Because if you look at your rudder from far away on the ship that you're on, if it's off by just a little bit from, from looking at it from, from across the room, it looks fine. You kind of got to walk up close to it and go, oh, shit, it's off a little bit. They won't walk over to look at the rudder to see that it's off a little bit. It looks fine from where they are. But the more enlightened people, and it doesn't make you better, it just means you're paying a little bit more attention, made the correction. And that's why you're on the right course. So when you watch people on 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 uh, on these blogs and the trolls and all those kind of things, I don't I don't fight with trolls. People have tried to troll me on the internet, and I'm the worst person in the world to troll on the internet. I'm I'm very even tempered, to be honest with you. You know, I've had horrible things that have been done in my direction. I've been able to keep my cool. So obviously, somebody who's on the internet saying crap, some couple of people call me the N word, and I'm going, really? You really think that you're the first person to call the grown man the N word? Really? Please, seriously, that, that's a, that's all you got? You're stupid. Please, anyone who's been around me for more than thirty seconds knows better than that. You don't know what you're talking about. Same thing. Same thing with the same thing as I said just now. Anyone who's been around me for any length of period of time knows that's not the case. And I don't even respond to it. Why, why would I do that? You know? Oh, you, you, libtard. I don't accept labels. I don't even necessarily accept the ones that are necessarily overtly complimentary. I'm just S. Anthony, man. I'm S. Anthony Thomas. That's all I am. You know, you can tell, you can say what my job is. I'm a 
podcast host and writer and producer. I'm a comedian. I act sometimes. You know, I'll accept those labels because, you know, those are accurate. And you, you can't say that I'm not doing it. You listen to a podcast of me right now that I host, write and produce. It's me. So there's proof of that. I'm a comedian. I've been a comedian for a long, long time, but I'm a damn good one. I've got proof of that. You, you can say that it's not true, but I, I got proof. I got videotapes and TV appearances that say that it is the truth. So you can't touch me there. You may say that you don't like it, but no, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I learned a long time ago. I, if you like what I do and you like me, I care what you think. If you don't like me and don't like what I do, I respect your opinion, but I don't care what you think when it comes to my stuff. Because there's a lot of things out there. There's infinite number of podcasts, infinite number of comedians. If you don't like what I do, you can go there and watch that. That's okay. I don't like Rocky Road ice cream. I'm sure the Rocky Road ice cream people aren't going, oh my God, we've been making billions of dollars of this Rocky Road ice cream over the course of decades and years and everything like that. But one guy who's in New Jersey right now doesn't like it. So we're going to have to shut the whole thing down. Who doesn't like it? Just one guy? (laughs) What difference does it make? We've got millions of people that like our Rocky Road ice cream. I got bad news for you. The one guy is, oh, please don't tell me. Don't tell me. Yeah. The one guy that doesn't like our ice cream is S. Anthony Thomas. You didn't tell me it was him. Oh, my God. Shut it down. Shut it down. (laughs) It's ridiculous, isn't it? Now, it's not an arrogant thing to say that if somebody doesn't like what you do, you don't care what they think. What I mean by that is if a person doesn't like what they do, meaning they don't care one way or another, then it really doesn't matter what they think because they're they're not part of your universe. They're not part of your world. They're not active in your life. If a person is negative and attacking, I don't care what you think because you're coming at me in a biased way. You're attacking. You you have no good intent. So why would I pay attention to someone or allow someone close to me that has ill intent? It doesn't make any sense to me. If you care about me and you like me or you love me and you like what I do and you think I'm making a mistake or I'm wrong about something and you have constructive criticism, I, of course, care about that a lot because I always am open to hearing information and to learning and to growing. Always. That's why I like the internet so much. Because there's so much information there. You can learn a lot. Information that you couldn't have access to before is right right at your fingertips, man. Right at your fingertips. And you can learn things instantly. And I think it's amazing. So when I see people troll, I realize that's part of business. There's always going to be assholes that are going to show up and try to make everything bad. You just have to not talk to them. You just have to ignore them. What they want is attention. Choke them out. Choke them. I don't, I don't necessarily mean walk up behind them and cut off their arteries and the, both sides of their neck using a rear naked choke like an MMA fighter. Don't do that. See, that'll get you arrested. <laughs> don't. I mean, whatever you do, don't do that because that would be wrong. And I definitely don't condone going out and beating up people who are assholes. Do not do that at all. I am telling you right now, do not go out and beat assholes up. I'm telling you, don't do it. I really would hate it if you were to go out there and beat up people that disagree with me. That would be wrong. And I don't want you to beat the crap out of people that don't do what I say. Because, you know, I'm a, I'm not that kind of person that would want you to beat up people that disagree with me. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, <laughs> you think they got the subliminal message that I want them to slap around people that don't agree with me? Yeah, I know. I, that's what I want them to do. If there's someone that don't agree, why would they, I should not be saying this on the, in recording. It should, I, should, I should probably not say this part. I should probably, that, that part should not be on there, right? 
Uh, okay, well, disregarding the part about beating up people that don't don't agree with me, but you can give them a mean look if you want to. Anybody that disagrees with what I said, don't beat them up because that'll get you arrested, and don't choke them out with a rear naked choke like an MMA fighter because that will also get you arrested. Or if they're like me and they have a little bit of training, they'll probably beat the shit out of you. So don't do that. What I want you to do is give them a mean look and kind of squint your eyes and kind of crunch your face up like you're disgusted with them and angry, and then shake your head about five or six times like I can't believe. And mumble under your breath some nasty stuff, but not the kind of nasty stuff where if your kid's standing with you and they overhear it, they'll go, why are you saying that, mommy or daddy? That's disgusting. Not that kind, just like you rotten, you, ooh, I can't stand, you can't believe you disagree with us, Anthony, you, ooh, like that, because then your kid will go, what are you saying? And you're going, I'm just trying to give a mean look to this person that disagrees with Anthony Anthony Thomas. That incredible podcaster and incredible comedian, wow, you're very insightful and have good taste for a young child. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, I'm going too far with this, aren't I? Okay, okay, back to what I'm talking about. So what I'm saying is, (laughs) what I'm saying is, ignore trolls, my friend. Enjoy the internet. Do what I do. Learn all you can. Get all the information you can. Take in as much knowledge as you can. And make it a point to open up the the incognito window when you're watching pornography. Not that I've ever watched pornography, it's okay, because I'm too evolved to watch pornography as soon as this podcast segment is over, <laughs> because I, 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 I'm not going to do that. I'm definitely not going to do that as soon as this is over. I mean, because because most people would probably assume that after I just said what I said, that I'm going to immediately stop this segment of the podcast and then go watch, you know, super attractive black women with huge asses uh, on, on adult films. And I'm, I'm not going to do that. <clears throat> okay, I think I've embarrassed myself enough. Segment over. Okay, you nutcases and weirdos and weirdos and weirdo people and weirdos. And I call you weirdos because you're listening to me. King of you weirdos. I'm as weird as you people. In fact, I'm slightly weirder. But but I'm supposed to be weird, damn it. You people are just weird and that's it. That's wrong. How you doing? This is the S machine. Now, let me ask you a question. Um... The election that just happened, was was that a little disappointing to you? Was that disappointing that one-third of the people that were eligible to vote actually voted and two-thirds of the jackasses stayed home? Was that discouraging to you? Or did you kind of know that was going to happen in the first place? I knew it was going to happen. Tried my best to do my part to make sure that it didn't happen, but it happened anyway. Hey, what are you going to do? You got to realize now, my friends, that apathy has been weaponized and passive aggressiveness has been weaponized. On a grand scale, apathy has been weaponized. How? You beat people down with lies and negative crap and they don't even want to become a part of the process. Sometimes when you become part of politics, it's like wearing a white suit, wearing like a white suit and walking through a food fight. Even if you don't participate in throwing the food, you're going to get some crap all over your clothes. You're going to walk out, you're going to be, damn, I'm as messy as the people that threw some food. I might as well just pick up a pie and bust somebody in the head. I mean, I'm going to be covered in pie anyway. That's what happens when you go to Washington, D.C., my friend. You can, be the, you can have the whitest of white suits, the nicest of nice suits, have it all pressed up, ready, looking good. Hey, oh, this guy's suit's incredible. And then you go into politics, and what happens? Bam, you get hit in the face with a coconut custard pies and cream pies and they cheesesteaks and milk and all sorts of food that stains your clothes. That food fight will get you. And then since you're already in the food fight, you're going to get covered in pies anyway. You might, you're thinking, I might as well just pick up a pie and bust somebody in the head. And then all of a sudden, you're a part of the food fight. And you didn't want to be part of the food fight. You walked in making it a point to not be a part of the food fight, but you got caught in the food fight anyway. 
Now, when you look at the people on the outside that aren't even a part of the uh, part of the process, we're the constituents, we're the voters, we're the people, and we go, I don't want to get messy like these people. I don't get, eh, let somebody else get messy. There's enough people that are going to get messy that'll take care of business, and then what happens? The people that don't mind getting messy, if you don't mind getting messy, if my clothes are jacked up to begin with, or I have good clothes at home and I put on crap clothes knowing that there's going to be a food fight, knowing I could just go home and shower and change into my good clothes, I don't care if there's a food fight. I don't mind getting into a food fight. Now, the average American person doesn't want to get involved in garbage, but if you're a political operative, you don't mind... You're getting paid. You don't care if you lie to somebody. You don't care if you mis mislead somebody. You don't care if you say racist stuff. You don't care if you say sexist stuff. You don't give a crap if there's class warfare. You're getting a check. You're getting paid. It doesn't matter. You got your good clothes at home. You make enough to buy clothes that can get messed up in the food fight. Apathy, my friend, has been weaponized. The weapon was used. And people's punk asses stayed at home. It's very, very frightening, isn't it? The, the apathy that you're feeling was designed and it was designed to make you feel that way, you dumb bastards that didn't vote. Now, if you really think about it, apathy and passive aggression are both weaponized. Apathy is weaponized on the grand scale in politics. Passive aggressiveness is weaponized at home, in your house. You've had passive aggressive warfare with your spouse. You know you have. Of course you have. That's a wonderful weapon because passive aggressiveness is a weapon you use on someone you don't want to destroy. You just want to get even with them. You just want to annoy that person. You don't want to crush your wife. You don't want to destroy your wife's life. You don't want to crush her and kill her and destroy her. You don't want to crush your husband and kill him and destroy him. You just want to piss him off or get even with him. That's why you're being passive aggressive instead of busting each other in the head with a baseball bat like other people do. You've been there before. You may not even know that the weapon of passive aggressiveness is being used on you. Because a lot of people are smart enough to be passive aggressive, get even with you, and they don't care whether you, whether you know they did it. They just need to see you suffer a little bit because of something you did in the past. They need to even up the score in their minds, my friend. You know, honey, I really, I really need you to make sure that you show up to this business dinner by seven o'clock because I know that I'm going to get stuck with that jackass and he's going to start telling me these bullcrap stories. And the only way I can get away from him, because if I try to walk away, he'll actually follow me. But if you show up and you go and you call me, then I can go to you. And then then since I'm away talking to you, he'll find another sucker and then he'll bore that guy for an hour and a half because that guy is horrible. I hate that guy. I hate talking to him. I hate when we have his functions because he always finds me and I wind up spending the entire time talking to his punk ass and it's, it's literally torturous it's the worst day of the year i hate it okay no problem i'll be there seven o'clock you said no problem and you go to that business thing and it's 652 and you're going oh she'll be here so i can't wait till my wife gets here this is going to be great because i already want to kill this guy he's already been bur bur burning my ear for 32 minutes I, and i can't take another two and a half hours of this jackass i can't do it i'm going to shoot myself and there's no way to get away from this asshole please baby please show up and she's at home and she's still in her draws and by draws i mean underwear because she hasn't even started to get ready yet why oh she's going to come She's going to be there two hours from now. She's not coming right now. Do you know why she's not coming right now? Because two weeks ago, she caught you looking at that waitress's delicious ass jiggling around in those shorts. And you were looking at that delicious ass were jiggling around in those shorts. And you were fantasizing about that sweet ass. You're never going to cheat on your wife, but you shouldn't have I cheated on her. At least not while she caught you.
You never let your wife catch you eye cheating. Your eyes were effing the S out of that chick's butt. Your eyes were tearing that behind up. You were doing all sorts of things to that woman's butt with your eyeballs and in your brain. You were watching her walk down the aisle and you watched her carry that, 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 that dessert to somebody else. And you were picturing that whipped cream on each one of those delicious butt cheeks and all the stuff that you were going to do to her. You look at her, I would, well, I'm married, but if I wasn't married, I'd do all sorts of things to that butt. And then later on that night, you do the things that, to your wife's butt that you wanted to do to that lady's butt. And your wife knows that you really imagine in that lady's button she knows it but she's not going to say anything because you're basically a good guy and she knows you won't ever cheat on her but she still doesn't like it she's been waiting for an opportunity it's been festering in the back of her mind Bastard, I know the stuff he was doing to my delicious buttocks is the stuff he wanted to do to that other woman's delicious buttocks and I'm not going to divorce and I'm not going to kill him I'm not going to do anything bad to him because he didn't actually do it and even if I wasn't there I know he wouldn't cheat on me but I still don't like the fact that he looked at his body I mean, what's wrong with my ass my ass looks just like her ass my ass is just as good as her ass but he just wants to see her ass because he sees my ass all the time it's the unknown that bastard I can't take it that sick ass looking cheating with his eyes bastard wait a second he needs me to show up at that damn business luncheon so he doesn't have to talk to that bastard. And he hates talking to that guy. Oh, this is going to be great. <laughs> I know what I'm going to do. He needs me there by 7 o'clock? Yeah, well, I'll see you at 9.30, you piece of crap. <laughs> and she's sitting there very slowly getting dressed. There's no reason to rush. She's not going to be there for another two hours. She's got time. She's got time to get there. Why should she rush? She's enjoying the process of making herself look delicious. She's enjoying the process of getting together looking great. She's enjoying the process of knowing that every second she sits at home getting herself together, slowing down so she doesn't show up for two hours every second second of that is the second that you are sitting there having to go through a disgusting moments like this yeah man um yeah yeah i'm actually just waiting for more well that's okay i got another boring ass story about stuff that you don't care about that's really gonna make your life a living hell and torture you here's some more bullshit stories and another thing and he's thinking oh god it's seven oh one and a half oh god Oh, God, I hope she's in the parking lot parking right now. Oh, she's not in the parking lot parking right now, you dumb bastard. She hasn't even taken a shower yet. <laughs> and back to what's going on with you. Hey, man, what's going on? And another thing, here's something else that's even more boring and wasting your time. Like, bye, 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 guy. Oh, God, where is she? Where is she? Oh, man, I hope she's not caught in traffic. She's not caught in traffic, you stupid bastard. She just got out of the shower, and she's still laughing because she knows it's now 8 o'clock, and you had to spend an extra hour listening to that jackass talk about crap you could not possibly care about. And it's torturing you, and it's eating you up, and it's beginning to give you an ulcer, and it's destroying you from the inside out. It's crushing you, and she's the one that's making it happen because you had the nerve to look at that girl's delicious ass when you should have been spending your time looking at your wife's delicious ass. It's a passive-aggressive nuclear strike. Kapow! She's blowing your punk ass up. You shouldn't have looked at that ass. You should have just looked at your wife's boobs, which she had on display for you because it was date night. But she's being passive-aggressive, and your punk ass has to suffer. You're getting what you deserve, you dumb bastard. <laughs> because they will do those things like I said on the political side apathy is the weapon 
They always do the negative stuff. They make you not want to go to the polls. They make you not want to be a part of that disgusting process. They You see people on these cable news networks doing stuff that's racist. And you know, I don't want to be a part of that. Come on, man. I know that if I vote, these people are just going to steal the vote again anyway. I'm going to do what I'm, I'm going to try to go out there and be do my civic duty. But they have the police on their side. They have the TV stations on their side. They have the radio station on their side. They have the news on their side. They're trying to take the internet. I have no chance against that. Which is true as an individual, but as an individual, if we go out as individuals and get together as a collective, we actually have more power than all of those. Because we're the end consumer of the newspapers, the radios, the internet, and all of these things. And if we change what we pay attention to, they have to change what they put out. And then their weapon is gone. The weapon of apathy is gone. They can't make you apathetic. They can't make you sit on your ass and do nothing if you decide not to do nothing. The weapon is gone. It's like the weapon of passive aggression. Now imagine if she did the same thing, but all of a sudden, instead of being upset, this guy actually starts to talk about something interesting and it's 8.35 and she's still waiting another hour to come there. And now this guy goes, but they begin to boring shit, bullcrap. Oh man, this is, this is almost as entertaining as that MMA fight I saw last night, huh? Yeah, I'm a big fan of the UFC. I have a, I'm a friend of Dana White, and I get to go to all of the fights and everything. You know Dana White? Yeah, we're good friends. I, I mean, you know, I, it's kind of hard every time I try to, I, you know, I have a conversation with people, these people, and everybody walks away before I have an opportunity to let them know that I have unlimited passes to go to all the big UFC fights. Oh, you do, do you? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I was just talking the other day. I was hanging out at the, at the fight camp, and I was uh, I was actually in the ring with Anderson Silva. We were talking. Well, you know Anderson Silva, the spider? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was hanging out with Cain Velasquez and a whole bunch of these other legendary fighters. You know him? Oh, sure. We come to, if you come to the fight with me, I'll take you to meet him. Oh, my God. And then you turn, and you're sitting there running back and forth, having a good time, laughing, joking. Oh, UFC, this, that, this, that, this, that. And all of a sudden, the guy you couldn't stand talking to, now this bastard's a, a big fan of the UFC, and you love the UFC and you're sitting there for another hour and a half laughing and joking and high-fiving he's giving you all this information and now all of a sudden you got a guy you can go hang out with UFC fighters and see great UFC fights and she comes in waiting to see you all balled up in the corner wanting to jump out of a window and you're high-fiving this guy taking selfies with him she's going what the hell is this shit I came here expecting him to be tortured damn it and he's having a great time I know what I'll do I'm going to deny him some sex that'll show him and then the weapon of passive aggression is launched again. And then he's mad about the sex. Because you came in looking extra delicious thinking that after you tortured him with this, he's like, he's, 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 he's tortured enough, I'm going to bang him out. I'm going to bang the crap out of him. And then you have to, damn it, I was planning on bagging him. And now I have to deny him some delicious buttocks. This is awful. And he's like, oh, you mean to tell me you're going to get all dressed up like that and then deny me the delicious buttocks? Oh, I got something for you. And then he goes into his holster and pulls out his passive-aggressive weapon, and he just sits there waiting. You ain't gonna deny me, they're gonna, they're gonna come in here looking and smelling all good, bending over and all that, gonna, you know, I didn't get married to not have sex. And so she, she goes, I know what she's doing, she came in looking all delicious and yummy, and leaning on me and rubbing on me, and then now when we go home, I can't have any. Oh, that's cool, that's cool, that's cool. I'm gonna get my revenge eventually. He gets his passive-aggressive gun ready. Not an actual gun, you sick bastards, but a passive-aggressive gun. I'm speaking metaphorically. You know what I'm saying. 
And then one day, <laughs> she waits a little long to get the house prepared for when her friends come over. And she wants you to go and buy some products. You're going to have to split this list in half. She's going to go someplace and get some stuff. And she's going to give you a list of things. You I need you to get those things to me. Oh, no problem, baby. I know how important this is to you. <laughs> Yes, it's very important. You have to get, um, this has to be jasmine blue. That paint has to be the jasmine blue. And make sure you ask for jasmine blue. And this has to be this. And this has to be that. And these have to be perfect. And make sure you get these exact stuff. No problem. No problem at all. <laughs> so now she's out there buying all of her stuff for this big thing. She's, she's planning at the house. She wants the house to be looking extra good for her friends. And she knows... That you're not the kind of guy that would do anything passive, passive, uh, uh, passive aggressive, right? <laughs> so you go to the lows, and you know it's very important that the entryway be painted a certain color. Now you have to get the exact right paint because you don't have time to paint the place, let it dry, put in the second coat, and then to get it done before the friends get here. You have to, everything has to be done perfectly. And you know how important it is that everything is done perfectly to her. <laughs> Going to get all dialed up and deny me delicious buttocks, huh? Oh, I got something for your ass. Hello, dude that sells the paint. Yes, sir. Do you have jasmine blue? Yes, we do. Do you have something that is visually the exact opposite of jasmine blue something that's so garish that if a person actually orders jasmine blue and if you were to bring this specific color that i'm asking you about they would want to jump out of a window sure we have this thing called hunk of shit blue that's completely horrible you have dark hunk of shit blue as a matter of fact we do i'll take it And then you go around the store buying horrible versions of the crap that she asked you to buy. She even gave you a list. A list of a bunch of things she needed you to do so there would be no mistakes. But wait a minute. After you made a point to go to the store she said to go to, you went and bought stuff that you knew sucked. And I mean sucks. <laughs> And then you take the list and you crumple it up and you throw it out the window at 70 miles an hour. And you don't go straight home. You could have gone, if you had gone straight home, you would have had a chance to begin the process, have it go, oh no, these things are wrong, take them back. But you didn't do that. No, you made it a point to drive around all day long, go to a movie and do all kinds of stuff to make sure that the margin of error is absolutely gone. She's at home. She's not even worried because she knows she gave you the list. She gave you the numbers, the serial numbers, the order numbers. You couldn't possibly make a mistake. So it doesn't matter if you come home late. Because if you get everything that's on the list, the list she gave you that was methodically put together, you couldn't possibly mess up. And even if you come home as late as possible, you still have time if there to do it. If there was no mistakes. But as we know, there are several mistakes 
<laughs> gonna get all dialed up come to the house party come to the damn business party just lean on me squeeze all on me looking and smelling all good and not let me have some delicious buttocks I got something for your ass and then you come home and she sees you and she looks out the window and she's happy and she's smiling because all the stuff that she got that you couldn't possibly mess up you couldn't possibly mess up you couldn't possibly come home with the wrong stuff now that the margin of error is gone you couldn't possibly come home with something garish and disgusting that will ruin her whole experience you wouldn't couldn't shouldn't do that right passive aggressive gun fired bam and she comes out what is this this is not jasmine blue it's not this is hulk of shit blue this is horrible it is where's that list what list the list i gave you you didn't give me a list we sat there for 20 minutes going over the list how did you do that i don't know what you're talking about oh my god i'm gonna have to put this, this is gonna be wrong and this is gonna look awful this is gonna be sucking this is gonna be horrible and she runs in the house and she's upset damn it <laughs> and you're like that's right and that's what you get for not letting me have some of that delicious buttocks after that party. Now, in these specific situations, neither one of those people even realized that the other person was firing a passive-aggressive weapon at them. A passive-aggressive nuclear strike to crush them. They don't even know. But here's the thing. She puts in all that stuff that you got that was horrible. And somehow, some way, it works. It actually works better than the crap she wanted. And you're sitting there going, damn it! Almost, oh, oh. And you keep doing these things back and forth. You don't even let the other person doesn't even realize they were getting shot at with a passive-aggressive, metaphorically speaking, passive-aggressive gun. And that's what you do through your entire marriage, you dumb, sick bastards. <laughs> Because it's not like one of those movies when you watch the movies when there's mobsters going around. You know how the mobster, if somebody doesn't pay somebody back or somebody robs something and they beat the shit out of the guy. And just before they kill the guy, they go, this is a message from Lefty. Bang, bang, bang. Or they let one guy get away. They kill everybody else and they let one guy go. You let everybody know. Frankie said to do this. Okay, get out. Now get out and get that message to Frankie. See, in the mob movies... It's okay to let people know what you're doing. In a marriage, you can't let the other person know you're being an asshole. You gotta be cool. That person's next to you in bed. They can pour hot grits on you. They could accidentally elbow you in the balls. He could accidentally take all the covers off you. You know, he could accidentally... Oh, did I did I spill all of your mite all down the toilet? Oops, flush. all. Oh. And that's what it becomes, man. And that's what happens in interpersonal relationships. And that's what happens on the grand scale when it comes time to be in political times. That's what happens in the political times of our day. That's what happens, my friend. Apathy is used as a weapon on a grand scale. And passive aggressiveness is used as a weapon in interpersonal relationships. Now, being serious for a moment, I was watching, I was reading Twitter a little while ago. And everybody was talking about Pointer Gate. Pointer Gate. That was the hashtag. And essentially what it was was some jackass police officers tipped the jackass TV station in Minneapolis and told them about the mayor posing next to a guy who was a volunteer for a get out the vote campaign. And the mayor and the person who was a volunteer were pointing at each other. You know, like every person in the history of the world does when they're standing next to someone else in a photo. Definitely something that everyone does when they're standing next to someone in a photo, when it's a photo, when it's in, you're in a photo with a person of note, a mayor, a celebrity, a sports star, someone you haven't seen in a long time. Everybody points to one another. And they accuse the mayor of 
putting up gang signs. The cute, middle-aged, suburban white lady is throwing up gang signs. The mayor of a major city on camera doing a get-out-the-vote campaign, doing a get-out-the-vote rally. Well, not a rally, but doing a get-out-the-vote activity is flashing gang signs. And the news station, if you can call it that, actually ran with it as if it was true. And then the jackass police officers, I think it's really going to endanger the, uh, the, 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 the gang members are going to see the mayor flashing gang signs and they're going to, they're going to assume that the mayor is uh, condoning their gang activities. Yes, the mayor of a major city is condoning gang activities. Now, many people noticed that and said that was the most racist news story of 2014, and it may be. But it's also the dumbest thing in the world. And it's an embarrassment. It's an embarrassment that law enforcement would be that blatant and that stupid that they would actually tip a news station? News? News! There's supposed to be some integrity with news, isn't there? If you're the news station, you're supposed to fact-check and then disseminate facts. You're supposed to give us facts and information. You're not supposed to make things up. We expect that with Fox News. Fuck them. We expect those bu- bullshit from them and the jackasses that watch that in a non-ironic way. Fuck Fox News and fuck everybody who believes Fox News. Yeah, I said it. But this was a regular news station, supposedly the mainstream local media, and they're supposed to give you facts. It was apparent upon seeing the photo that obviously this is just a lady pointing to a guy. And when you see the behind the scenes video, you realize that the guy that they described as gang ties and this and that, he's not the guy that you described, sir. And when you see the video of how the photo was actually put together, it was very apparent, even to the biggest dickheaded racist in the world, that it was just two people pointing to each other in a photograph. And when you sit back and think about it, the police tipped the news. Isn't that backward? Isn't the, aren't the news supposed to contact the police if they find something out there? And if the police do contact the news, it's usually... This person is missing. We need to get the information out. Not, I want to character assassinate a citizen and attack a mayor that had the nerve to criticize the police and had the nerve to want the police to put on camera so there would be no disputing what actually happened in the street when they contact people. It's an embarrassment that that's what law enforcement in Minnesota I shouldn't say Minnesota in that Minneapolis town. Minneapolis decided to do that. We all know you're just taking a shot at the mayor because you're mad at her because she wanted you to be held accountable for what you did. You know, everybody knows that. And you'd be ashamed of yourself. Law enforcement. Law enforcement. And you should be ashamed of yourself. News station. News. If you're a law enforcement, you're supposed to uphold the law not bend it and not use it as a weapon and everybody involved in that that's wearing a uniform should not be wearing a uniform it should be never be allowed to wear a uniform that says police officer on it again because there are a lot of good police officers out there i know some i have friends that are police officers and they go out there and they do a hard job and they bust their ass and they save people's lives they do a job and many of the people that i know that wear that uniform wear it with pride and take it seriously and do a good job you spit in their face when you do what you did 
Minneapolis police, at least the ones that were involved in this. And as far as the people in the media, you spit in the face of everyone that came before you that actually was a real journalist. That everybody at that station that was involved in it should not have a job in the news, not only in Minnesota and Minneapolis at all. You shouldn't be involved in the news in any capacity because you're a bunch of liars and racists. You should be ashamed of yourself. But I shouldn't be, I'm not shocked that this happens. Because if you really think about it, if you do your research, you realize that back in the 60s, there was a process, there was a, there was a thing called COINTELPRO. And what that was basically was there was there were people in, in law enforcement that didn't want didn't want a, the rise of black leaders to come up from the streets and to get people to do the right things and to fight for their rights. They did not want the civil rights movement to move forward. So what they did was they decided to, char- to do character assassination on the leaders, to find organizations and destroy them from the inside by giving bad information to competing organizations and making them fight against each other by taking out leaders, by doing things like killing them in the case of certain people. So if that happened then, and years later, this is before I'm bored and I'm a grown-ass man, and now it's still happening live on television right in front of us. Like I said earlier in this segment, apathy is used as a weapon from, by politicians. Passive aggressiveness is used as a weapon in interpersonal relationships. And then this shit is used when you're trying to attack groups specifically. Now I know this segment started out with comedy and then it got a little serious near the end. Who gives a fuck? This is the S. Anthony Says Podcast and I already told you if you listen to me, you've been listening to me for a long period of time, sometimes I'm going to put the funny in there and sometimes I'm going to be serious and in the case of this segment, I'm going to put the funny in and then put the serious on at the end. But all I'm saying is this. All you got to do is be fair to people. If you treat everybody with love and respect, you treat everybody fairness, you treat everybody the way you want to be treated yourself, everything becomes very, very easy. In the case of interpersonal relationships, if you treat your wife with respect, you don't have to worry about passive aggressiveness. If you treat your husband with, with, with respect, you don't want to have to worry about passive aggressiveness. That weapon never comes out because it's not necessary. If you're politicians and you don't, and you don't have to beat the public down on a regular basis, if you treat them with respect, then there's nothing to hide. Then you don't have to beat them down. You don't have to lie to them. You don't have to use the media to trick them because you're doing the right things. There's nothing for you to hide. And in the case of law enforcement and and local news and things of nature, if you're the local news, all you got to do is your job. Just find facts, display facts. Pretty fucking easy. And law enforcement, how about this? Why don't you just stick to fucking with criminals and leave everybody else alone? It's very, very easy, very, very simple, and all we have to do is that. And once we do that, it becomes very, very simple. Life becomes simple, going up, going through your day becomes simple, and it becomes pleasant. But now that we've dug ourselves societally in such a big hole, now it's difficult. But just like working out, you know, when you work out, for you get in shape, and if you stop working out, you get out of shape, and the longer you go without working out, the worst shape you get in, and when you eventually have to start working out, it becomes harder because you didn't ever start. And it's the same thing here. We got to get started on an individual basis. We got to get started treating each other well because the longer we wait, the harder it will be when we inevitably have to start doing it. That's all I'm saying. 
everybody. Just be good to each other and stop fucking with each other and it all becomes very, very easy. Segment over. You know what, guys? I'm just sick of everybody right now. You know, now that the big fight is net neutrality. Now, that's been going on for a while and we all know that. But sometimes you just wonder, what more do they want from us and how dumb do you think they are? Now, I know how dumb that they think we are because they keep doing exactly the same thing to us over and over and over again. But come on, man, net neutrality. We already know what's going to happen if there's no net neutrality. All we have to do is look at uh, cell phones and let's say cell phones and tablets, right? The first thing they say, well, what we're going to do is we're just going to create a super fast lane for businesses and for people that pay. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. Yeah. I mean, it's not going to affect the internet for regular people who can't pay us. <laughs> really? Think about it. I mean, we have a model for that right now. If you have a tablet or a cell phone, you already know what's about to happen. If you bought a cell phone that worked fine and it's only a year and a half old, maybe two years old. Okay. And the new model comes out. Or the better model comes out. Where do you think all the updates are going to go? Do you think you think Apple is still pumping out great updates for the iPhone 5 and the iPhone 4? Really? Because if you do, you're a moron. Buy a Kindle tablet, a Kindle Fire. Yeah, buy that. And it's a great tablet. I still have my old Kindle Fire. I still use it. Do you? I don't remember them ever sending out an update after I purchased it. There's been no upgrades or anything like that. Not that I know of or nothing that's really noticeable. But I bet you the brand new ones that are coming out are getting updates every five seconds. So do we really think that if there's net neutrality goes away, that once they get all the money from the people that can afford to pay for the fast lanes, that they're still going to give a crap about the slow lane? Really? You believe that? Then you're a moron. Go to the downtown area of your city or to the rich area of your city. How many potholes do you see in the streets there? None. Seems like the blacktop in the rich area and the blacktop in the downtown business district, it seems like their sidewalks and their streets seem to be really, really clean and the streets to be really, really smooth. Yeah. How are the streets on your block? Hmm? If we go to the downtown area of your city after a snowstorm, if you're in part of the country that gets snow, hmm, I remember what that was like. And I also know what it was like to have to dig my car out because no one came to plow my street right away. But if I, when I caught a bus because I didn't want to dig my car out and went downtown, the streets were pristine. It was almost as if the snow stopped and decided, you know what, let's leave these streets alone. And even though we're just frozen water, I'm sentient enough to tell all of my other friends that let's stay away from the street. Let's just collect in these piles right here. We don't want to bother these people. They're spending money. They're rich. Let's not bother them. Come on, man. We know what happens when you create two different classes, whether it be social class or economic class. When there are two different classes, the one with the juice, the one with the power is the one that gets the consideration. That's the way it always works. It's not like it works that way most of the time or sometimes or occasionally. It always works out that way. Once again, if you have an iPhone 4 and it still works, does it work as well as it did before? Or do the new updates for the new phones? 
work 10 times faster. Now, this is someone who has a bunch of relatives that have different varying, different, I have relatives with iPhone 4s and iPhone 5s. And of course, they have the relatives that will get the iPhone 6. And if the iPhone 6.1 comes out, we'll immediately throw the iPhone 6 out the window and stomp on it and drive over with his car to get the new one. I know what it's like. I've seen it with my own eyes. But as everybody says, and, and you see it in the newspapers, you hear it in the newspapers all the time. You know, uh, you know the iPhone, the old, uh, the the the, uh, the app developers have orphaned the apps that were on the other old phones, and they've decided to just use the apps for the new phones. And I'm not saying that there shouldn't be progress. All I'm saying is, make all the roads good, make all the phones good, make all of the internet good, make it all fast. If it's all fast, then what's the problem? If all the roads are smooth, then what's the problem? The problem is, if you don't have the money and you don't have the power, no one gives a fuck about you. They don't. (laughs) And the more they don't give a crap about people, the more we don't care, the more we don't care, the more they do what they want. Now, if you really give a crap about net neutrality, if it's not just lip service, you know what you need to do? You need to call your cable company and write your cable company and tell them, if you don't support net neutrality out in the open, And in action, I am going to cancel you and I will never use you again. Now, you're going to go, what if I don't, I I won't see TV and I won't see this and I won't see that. You have to make a sacrifice at some point to make things better for yourself. Sometimes you got to take a little bit of an ass whooping to get the things you want. If someone was attacking your child and the person was six foot two, 250 pounds would you go whoa whoa, whoa. i got five kids (laughs) i'm saying i mean if if he just beats that kid and he just takes that kid and beats him up you know what i'm saying he may even take the kid and run away with him or something like that i mean i i I, I mean look i got four other kids you know i mean if you really think about it he's actually kind of doing me a favor by beating that kid up and taking him away because if he takes that kid and he raises the kid as one of his own, then I only have to raise the four I have. I mean, that college fund, I could just take the money back out of his college fund and then I could use it. I could buy a car and for me and my wife, we could have our own new cars. Then we could have a couple 50, 50, 60 grand left over after that and just you know, go on vacation or something like that. In fact, I hope he beats up a couple of the kids and takes them and adopts them. Yeah. No, you wouldn't do that. You're somebody was stealing your car. I got two cars. I'm not going to go over there and, and try to stop this guy from taking my car. <laughs> he's going to take your wife and steal her, and he's going to he's going to take her away to a different country and make her his wife. Oh, I, hey, you know, I mean, she did fight with me once, and I mean, I, mean, I, I don't, don't want to get. I mean, that, 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 might, that might be a little bit difficult. That guy's kind of tough. I don't want to fight that guy. <laughs> no, you would see that what's happening is so important that you're willing to take the ass whipping that comes along with it to get the result. And that's the same thing here. Yeah, you'd have to miss out on your favorite cable shows for a while. So what? But if everybody jumped on their asses and did that and said, listen, we're not playing. You don't support net neutrality. I'm canceling you and I will not use your service except unless there's no other way to go about it. But I'm going to minimize access to you and, and minimize profits at all costs. You're not going to get any profits, you jerk offs. We're not giving you anything. They'll pay attention to that. You know, especially if people start going, just to make it a point, we're going to start doing it right now because we already know you're against net neutrality. So we're going to start canceling right now. And just to let you know, that's why we're canceling. Now, if you support net neutrality and net neutrality becomes a law and it's unchangeable and you continue to support it, then I'll sign back up. But until then, go fuck yourselves. Yes, it will hurt. Yes, you'll miss out on some cable television programs. Yes, you'll miss out on some things. But 
think about the reward on the other side. You see, people don't understand right now that, yes, that ass whooping will come, but you have to think in terms of what you're going to lose. Right now, there's no effect to you because it hasn't happened yet. But what happens when it takes 20 minutes to load a page and it took a second to load last time? Because the infrastructure for the people that aren't paying isn't being taken care of. Aren't you paying enough right now? Want to pay more? Because if you think that the price is going to go down when they create a fast lane, you're nuts. Sometimes you have to take an ass whooping to get the thing you want. It works out that way. It works out that way all the time. If you're overweight, you're going to have to lift weights. It's going to hurt. It's going to be uncomfortable. You're going to have to run. You're going to have to change your diet. Nope, you can't go to McDonald's. You're going to have to eat this salad. You're going to have to eat this tofu. Maybe one day a week when you lose the weight, you can have a Big Mac or some crap like that. But right now, you can't do that. You have to take the ass whipping. It's going to hurt to lift those weights. It's going to hurt to run. It's going to be frustrating to have salad when everybody else is eating cheesesteaks. But you have to think in terms of what do you get on the other side? Now, in the beginning, all you're thinking about is the pain. Oh, man, this is horrible. In the beginning, you're thinking about what you're not seeing. Oh, my favorite show. But you got to think about what's on the other side. And that's the problem. Because it doesn't affect you right away, because it doesn't affect us right away, we don't think in terms of what's about to happen. Because when it happens, it'll be a little too late. Once the rich, rich, rich and powerful, powerful, powerful get a hold of that fast lane and they start ignoring you, they're not going to pay attention to you anymore. As hard as it is right now to stop them from doing these damaging things, imagine how much harder it's going to be when they've done the damaging thing and the profits begin to roll in because you have no choice. It's all up to you, my friends. It's all up to me. It's all up to all of us. If you want better things... You got to get off your ass and sometimes you got to take an ass whipping. You got to take that ass whipping to get the things you want sometimes. It sucks. I understand that. It blows. I get it. But you have to think in terms of the end result if you don't do it. Net neutrality is very, very important. Ask the people who are protesting overseas. Ask the people in Ferguson. Ask the people all around the world who are getting information out because the big companies, which are owned by the same people, don't want that information out. Think in terms of, like I talked about in the earlier segment, about a, a police police contacting a news station and slandering a guy that didn't do anything to them. Just to attack a mayor that criticized them. That's the kind of power I'm talking about. And that's now. Think about the fact that we have cable news stations that will openly lie, 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 lie right to your fucking face. And you can't do anything about it right now. And it's just a couple, it's a few of, you know, and and all that. Just imagine when these people have more power. Imagine when these people can take control of the fucking Internet when you have no other place to go to get that information out. Yeah, sometimes you got to take the ass whooping to get the thing you want. It's just the way it is. If you care, you're going to get it done. If you don't, you're going to get done in. It's the way it is. Segment over. All right, my friends, that has been this episode of the S. Anthony Says podcast, also known as S. Anthony Says. And that, of course, the smooth tones you hear right now are from the incredible man. The incredible man. Yeah. S. Anthony Thomas, that is me, your host. That's right. 
And I want to thank you cats and kitties, dudes and dudettes for checking out the podcast again. You guys have been listening. You've been bringing friends. There's a whole lot more people listening. And it's because of you. Thank you. Now, I just want to say that the home base for this podcast is santhonysays.podbean.com. You can also hear me on Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, iTunes. And quite frankly, I'm everywhere, damn it. I'm like oxygen. You need me and I'm everywhere. And you can't last more than a couple of minutes without me. Damn it. That's right. (laughs) Uh, The email address for the show is the the S. Anthony says podcast at Gmail dot com. I want to say thank you again for checking the show out. Please keep doing what you're doing. Please keep listening. Listen to the old shows. Listen to the new shows. Tell your friends to listen to the new shows and tell your friends to listen to the old shows. Shout me out on your social media. Give me those 4000 star ratings on all your podcasts, including TuneIn and iTunes and all of that. You know you love the show, damn it. So you go to these damn pod places, wherever you listen to me, and you just give me those incredible reviews, man. Just, you know, this guy is the greatest in the world, man. I can't live without that, Anthony says, man. That podcast is more important to me than water. 60,000 stars. But this thing only gives five stars. I don't care, damn it. It's S. Anthony. And it's S. The S. Anthony says podcast. I've got to give more than five stars. He needs more than five stars. Change your rating system, damn it. Okay, if it's five stars, just give me five stars and say nice stuff, okay? Once again, thank you very much, you sick bastards. Much love to you all, and I will see you next week. S. Anthony out.